Money Matters on Future Radio, supported by the Aviva Foundation. During the pandemic, loan sharks moved their activities online using social media adverts and messages to prey on those who are most vulnerable. Although loans from these illegal lenders may appear to be a quick solution in a desperate situation, they can end up costing much more than a legal loan and can lead to threats and harassment. Joining us today is Kath Williams, Liaise Manager for the England Illegal Money Lender Team. Good afternoon, Kath. Good afternoon. Um, so welcome uh, along. First of all, can you just um, tell us who are the England Illegal Money Lending Team? Certainly. I always think it makes it sound like we lend money illegally, which we actually don't <laughs> at all. Um, we, we go commonly known as stop loan sharks, which is a bit more uh, better at sort of saying what we actually do. So we are a criminal enforcement team. We're funded by the government and we are here to identify, investigate and prosecute illegal money lenders, commonly known as loan sharks. Alongside that, we also do lots of victim support and witness support and try and stop people from going to loan sharks in the first place. Now, just so that people understand the difference between a loan shark and, and, and a legal uh, lending organisation. So what is the difference? So the thing that makes someone a loan shark, the thing that makes them an illegal money lender, is that they lend money as a business without authorisation from the Financial Conduct Authority, from the government. So if you want to run a loan business, you have to apply to the FCA and they will check to make sure you are a fit and proper person before they give you authorisation. They'll check you've got the right paperwork, you're not um, an undisclosed bankrupt, you haven't got fraud convictions, that kind of thing. Loan sharks don't have that authorisation, and by lending money as a business without it, they actually commit a criminal offence. And of course, as they're criminals, um, the chances are they're, they're not going to be particularly pleasant people to do business with, particularly if things turn a bit sour. Um, we'll come on to that in a moment. I mean, and there are some key signs that... Um, people need to be aware of when uh, dealing uh, with uh, loan sharks. So what what sort of things are they? The, the big sort of red flag for me would be a loan without paperwork. So if you've borrowed money, as you know, to get a sofa, to get a car, you'll get quite a lengthy credit agreement with lots of information about how much you're going to pay back, what happens if you miss a payment and so on. Loan sharks operate by word of mouth. Quite often they will say they will charge double bubble, so you pay back twice what you borrow, but they will often add indiscriminate charges alongside of that. So any loan without paperwork would be a big red flag. The problem we've got is that the majority of people who borrow from a loan shark, the point at which they take out the loan, genuinely believe they're borrowing from a friend because the loan shark will befriend them. The loan shark might be someone they've known in the community for years, they work with, they socialise with, and they believe they're borrowing money from a mate. And it's only further down the line, as you say, when they think, hang on a minute, I've paid you back by now, surely, or they miss a payment and things turn nasty that they actually realise this isn't a mate at all, this is a loan shark. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I think you've got five or six uh, things to watch out for uh, that may indicate that someone is uh, lending uh, illegally. So uh, should we talk about those? The next is refusing to give you information. Absolutely. So if you have a legitimate loan from a legitimate company and you say to them, what's the balance outstanding, they'll be able to tell you. If you say it to a loan shark, they don't want to tell you that because they don't want you to pay them off. So they'll come up with, well, there was that week you were late, so I had to double it that week. And then there's the admin fee at the start. And don't forget the time that you took on Auntie Phyllis's loan as well for her. And all I have to make sure I work out exactly what that is that you still owe me. So they're always very vague about the details. We've even had loan sharks, though, where they've said, um, the victim sort of said, you know, what does it take for you to go away? How much for you to get off my back? And the loan shark said five grand. 
and the poor victim's gone to their granny and to their credit card company and to their savings account and they've cleaned themselves out to get together five grand handed it to the loan shark and lo and behold next friday there's a knock on the door you owe me money and the problem with loan sharks is you don't get to pay them off and by keeping you in the dark about what that would take anyway that's one of the ways they use to control people Uh, what other things do they do so they may resort to threats um, to make sure you carry on paying them. We do see threats of violence occasionally, but a lot of the time it's subtler than that. It's more coercive control. So it's a threat to shame you on social media. It's a threat to tell your partner about the loan, um, to tell your boss that you owe money, so better watch you in case you've got the hand in the till. A threat that your kids go to school with my kids, wouldn't it be terrible if no one played with them tomorrow? Um, we've had pets threatened. We've had people with their windows put in, people's uh, vehicles being targeted. It's all about gaining control over someone and putting them in a position where they will prioritise paying the loan shark above and beyond anything else. And they, and they may well actually keep things that belong to you or take items that belong to you. Yeah, we see loan sharks take securities. It used to be benefit books and in the bad old days when we had benefit books, but now it could be cash cards. So they literally control your money. They know when your money goes in, they will take it all out that day and, and maybe give you 20, 30 pounds to live off. Um, we've seen loan sharks taking passports as security, particularly amongst migrant communities where that passport is needed if there's a medical emergency back home. Um, we've seen them take all sorts of different things. I remember one guy took someone's equipment for their work. They were a joiner and he took all his tools, which would seem to be counterproductive because if you can't work, you can't pay him back. But again, it was all about this control and making sure, you know, I own you. I get to say what you do and when. And finally, as you say, you may think you are their friend, but another indication is that uh, things very quickly can turn quite nasty. Absolutely. And and it might be that that's threats. It might be that that's shame. It might be that that's, you know, a, a verbal aggression, or it might just be a no, you own me. You will carry on paying me. Um, we've worked with people who borrowed quite small amounts, two, three, four hundred pounds and paid back literally tens of thousands because the loan shark keeps coming back for more. And they, they can't say no. They don't feel they can say no. If, if they say no, something bad happens. And unfortunately, it pushes people to the, the brink of suicide, it impacts on people's mental health, their family life, their well-being and all sorts of different things because this loan shark is just bleeding them dry. Money Matters on Future Radio, supported by the Aviva Foundation. So today I'm talking to Kath Williams, the liaison manager for the England Illegal Money Lending Team. We're talking about loan sharks, uh, how they operate and how you can protect yourself, uh, particularly in the run up to uh, Christmas. Uh, so, Kath, um, welcome back. Um, the, the, the first thing I wanted, we've, we, we've heard about how loan sharks operate and it's pretty unpleasant and, and pretty nasty. How, how can people report illegal money lending? So there's two main ways. Um, We are the enforcement agency. We're the people you need to speak to. We've got a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week hotline, which is 0300 555 And like I say, that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can talk to us anonymously. You can talk to us in confidence. It's just about having that chat to see how we can help you. We've also got a website, stoploansharks.co.uk. And on there is live chat Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, where, again, you can talk anonymously. Um, to, a, to an operative, to an investigator or a member of support team um, about your issues, about what you're seeing. And we can let you know, A, if it is a loan shark that you've borrowed from, and then B, what your options are going forward. Do loan sharks operate online as well? They do. I, I think this may be a relatively new thing. And I think it was happening before the pandemic, but the pandemic possibly sped it up a little bit. So we've seen loan sharks where they've operated on social media, on things like Reddit, um, Craigslist, Facebook community groups, that kind of thing. 
we actually prosecuted a guy um, from Doncaster who was lending all over the country because he was lending via Snapchat. Um, and he actually paid an influencer to recommend his loans to students on Snapchat. And he never met a single one of his victims. It was all done via Snapchat and online banking. And his threat methods were kind of Snapchat as well. So he would take um, a screenshot of his location near somebody's house just to let them know he could call around if he chose to. He took a picture of someone's uh, mum's front door um, and said, nice car, just to let, again, her know that he was outside her mum's house. Um, various sort of subtle but but still nasty threats to people to say, you know, I, I could do something here if I chose to. Um, it's definitely sped up because of the pandemic. We are, we are coming across more and more people who have met loan sharks on social media. It doesn't tend to be they've got big shiny websites or anything else. It tends to very much be kind of social media. So with all of that going on, either in your local community or online, that you could be uh, entrapped, as it were, by a loan shark, how can people protect themselves it's, it's really tricky, especially because the vast majority of people, like I say, think they're borrowing money from a friend. Mm. I think, as with all trading standards things, we're a trading standards team. If it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. I think you have to be asking yourself, you know, why is this person lending me money? If it's a very, very close friend, maybe that makes sense. But if it's just someone you work with or you've met at the school gates or you kind of know out and about what's in it for them, why are they offering to do this? And I just think any loan without paperwork is dubious and should be avoided. So I think you know that, that's, that's a big thing for us is, is looking out for this paperwork. But I think if people have got any concerns about someone they've borrowed from or someone who's offering them a loan, they can check to see if they're authorised on the FCA register, on the FCA's website. Or if they give us a ring, we can look that up for them as well and help them make the right decision. And, and, and can you give us examples of how lives have been ruined by loan sharks? Um, yeah, unfortunately, yes. So I always remember um, a gentleman that we helped years ago who he borrowed £250 um, to repair his car so he could carry on going to work. And he borrowed it off someone his wife went to school with. And he paid back five times £50 as agreed the next five months. And then the chap he borrowed from knocked on his door demanding more money. And the victim was astonished. He said, but, but I paid you back. No, there's interest. I don't do this for nothing, you know. Well, you never mentioned interest. Well, there is interest. You owe me £200. I haven't got £200. That's all right. I'll lend it to you. But that will be subject to interest as well. And this went on for years and years and years. And we estimate that the victim paid back nearly £90,000 oh for that God. original loan of £250, which he paid back as agreed. But in that time, he'd attempted suicide. He'd been beaten up in front of his kids. He'd been bled dry um, by this loan shark. And we see sometimes it working in a different way. So... Um, we're sort of coming from the angle with some people where you don't borrow the money, you rent it. So we, we were dealing with a gentleman in London and um, he borrowed £2,000, but the rent on the £2,000 was £200 a month. So he had to pay £200 a month, but he wasn't paying off the two grand. He still owed the two grand because he was just renting that money. He wasn't borrowing it. He wasn't paying it back. So he paid £200 a month rent and he couldn't pay the two grand back because he was paying the £200 a month rent. And then he missed a month. So it doubled. So he's paying £400 a month rent. And he paid it and he paid it and he paid it and he paid it and he missed a month. So it doubled. He's paying £800 a month rent. And the two grand is still outstanding. So you can imagine there's no way he's ever going to pay back that £2,000. And the gentleman, he was from a, a migrant community and um, the loan shark put a load of shame on him. He told people not to associate with him. He uh, badmouthed him back home and, and said he was bringing disgrace to his family name because he wasn't paying his debts. And put all this pressure on him. Um, so he was really, really isolated um, as a result of this loan that he paid back four or five times over by the time this happened. Um, 
you can imagine it has a massive impact on people's mental health, but as well, it has an, an impact on their legitimate finances. So people will pay the loan shark so they can end up in all sorts of legitimate debt because they're not paying the mortgage, the rent, the council tax. So they can end up even with, you know, losing, losing their home, eviction, repossession, or, you know, council, county court judgments um, and, and arrears on other debts as well, which obviously causes them problems too. So what, what support do you provide for victims and their, and their families? So we, we provide what we call holistic support. So whatever we do is tailored to that individual. For some people, the right thing to do would be to report the loan shark and, and to let us take action. For other people, that's just not an option for them. They're not in a place where they feel safe enough to be able to report the loan shark, and that's okay. We will still help and support that individual. So we do a needs assessment on all the people we work with. We look at what their situation is. Um, have they borrowed from the loan shark because of gambling? Is there a problem there? Can we help with that? Are they in rent arrears? Is there a problem there? Can we help with that? What impacts are having on their mental health? Can we help with that? And we will just look at what agencies, what other people we can bring in to help that individual to get them back on track and away from the loan shark. As well as that, we are an enforcement team. We do have the power to investigate loan sharks. We will take warrants out and go and search properties, look for evidence of illegal lending, and we can take cases to court. And the best thing is a lot of the time, the loan sharks will plead guilty. So for instance, um, I think in the last four or five years, we've only actually had a couple of victims who've had to give evidence because most of the loan sharks, when it gets to court, will plead guilty. We can't guarantee that, but that's the way it tends to go. But even if people don't want to come on the record, don't want to tell us exactly what's gone on, if they can tell us about the loan shark, details about them, maybe their social media, their mobile phone number, where they live, any details they have, that's enough to start an investigation. Thank you so much uh, for sharing all of that uh, with us, um, Kath. And, and uh, could you just remind us again of those contact details for people? Absolutely. So the hotline is 0300 And our website, including live chat, is stoploansharks.co.uk. Kath, thank you very much for coming on, tell us, telling us about that today. Uh, very, very helpful for a lot of people, I'm sure. That's, that's fine. Thank you very much for having me and happy Christmas. Thank you. Happy Christmas too. Money Matters on Future Radio, supported by the Aviva Foundation.